1: You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on
2: Global News Radio.
0: Time for Counterpoint. And tonight I've got the regulars. John Mraz, former war room guy with the liberals, former journalist, as well as Bill Hutchison, former competitor, journalist, and now a professor over at Seneca. Seneca. There you go. Tough uh, week for Seneca. You lost one of your students.
1: Yes, we did. Uh, And a couple of them were injured in that uh, terrible tragedy that happened on on Monday. Yeah,
0: Yeah, really, really sad. Just getting a lot of stories that are coming out of there. Um, I want to talk a little bit about, uh, because we're starting to move into other phases of the news. There's actually, it's a very, very busy news time. And of course, a lot of it is being taken up by what happened on Monday, rightly so. But the province, um, and this concerns parents, because the province is looking to cancel provincial testing. Uh, which essentially tells us how kids are doing. And we know by this particular provincial testing that kids are overwhelmingly failing math. And the unions hate this testing. The teachers don't like it, and they've been pushing for the Wynn government to cancel it. And lo and behold, she does not want to let them down. And now we get this report that they are, in fact, looking into canceling this testing.
1: You're not suggesting she's doing this just to curry favor with the teachers' union, are you? Ah. I no, I know, and and the fact that our students aren't doing well in math is doesn't work in the liberals' favor when you see the
0: Their numbers. They, yeah, yeah, no yeah, the trouble, <laughs> the trouble they have
1: with uh, the
2: well, aren't math? the liberals sort of right now personifying a failure in math? Yeah, yeah, just a little uh, bit. I have a kid. I have a ten-year-old in school. I look at the report cards I get. Uh, they are expansive, long paragraphs. It, it reminds me of a Charles Dickens novel. I have absolutely no idea what the grade systems mean. I ask my child regularly what kind of testing he's getting. It is beyond me. I miss the day, I'm gonna sound like an old coot here. I miss the days of A plus down
0: to A. Well, I, I haven't even gotten there yet.
2: Real simple. I always knew where I stood when I was in school. It was either a B or an A or a C, and my parents could address my efforts or lack thereof more often. Let's be <laughs> now, honest. Did you always get something in your
1: report card?
0: C S F. Johnny
1: could do a lot better. John could
0: be. If doing, only John listened. John yes. is not Johnny realizing talks his potential. I that.
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> Johnny spends too much time out in the hall. <laughs>
2: My father's listening tonight. He's
0: going to be laughing. Hey, John. I mean, hey, Mr. Mraz. <laughs> um,
2: but yeah, getting rid of the
1: testing. It, it's just so obvious what they're doing it for, and it's such a big mistake.
0: Because but he's pandering to. to this group who are yeah, all the it. social justice well, warriors, well, and I've got a big problem with this. And let's
2: talk about this, because it doesn't really matter what the stripe. Again, this is a nonpartisan issue. Whether it's the NDP, or whether it's the liberals, or whether it's the conservatives, the teachers' union is never satisfied. Ever extorts any sitting government Always. and no matter what you do for them it's not enough yep and in fact i have a number of friends who are teachers and their views are very different yeah. than that of the executive of their union well, let's see how and-
0: different their views are this election i'll believe you if they don't vote this government back in like i well, hear that all the time you know what actions speak louder than my words.
1: sister is a retired teacher yeah and she's tired of the win government
0: because I, I do I'm, hear it, I'm I just actually don't see surprised the yeah. how
1: vociferously she argues against this government. So.
0: Yeah, because the one thing—I mean, my child's five. Your your boy's a little bit older. Yeah, I mean, you hear it all the time, where the teachers kind of roll their eyes when you talk about the curriculum, and they're like, "I know, I know," and they, they kind of they do what they can. But there's just so much of this social engineering that they have to to, to carry out. My son's
2: teacher, uh, Mr. Panamsky, is extraordinary. I'm delighted that he is my son's teacher, and I look at the amount of paperwork and these like I said they're like multi-layered exegesis that he has to write Mm -hmm. and he is he is constricted he's constrained by formulas and theories that change every year or two and he is frustrated by it I believe he hasn't told you that but I can sort of see the exasperation Uh, I think we can simplify this uh, and, and as I said the system that I grew up under seemed to work and I'm not sure why it was broken
0: yeah, I, th- I think we've really strayed in the education values. The bottom line, though, is we have a technology-based future for these kids. And if they can't pass math, and we have no way of figuring that out, and then they're going to water down other tech, like, I'm sorry, if your kid fails, fail them. We're not here to do them favors. What We're preparing a radical them for concept. Life. I know, it's crazy like that, but I want them prepared Should for life. Shouldn't they get
1: life. a trophy just for showing up?
0: They do. They get a participation award for just getting out of bed these days. And it's, I think, leading to a lot of problems, which we'll talk about in the second segment. Let's talk about the numbers which apparently the um, Liberals can't add up because the Auditor General came out saying today that the books are billions apart. She's been waving this flag for a while, but she says the deficit is way bigger than we're being told. This is Bonnie Lissick.
1: After a thorough analysis, we have determined that the pre-election report is not a reasonable presentation of Ontario's finances. We say this because it dramatically understates the expense estimates for two major items. These lower estimates lead to the province's forecasted annual deficits being
0: understated
1: by billions of dollars for the current budget year and the two
0: following years. So essentially what the Liberals have done is take assets from the teacher's pension, which is not theirs, and padded their numbers because they don't have access to that money. They can't spend it, they can't use it, it's not theirs. So therefore, they really shouldn't be using it, but they created their laws for themselves so that they could do creative counting. Now, in the private sector, we would call this cooking the books, but here is how the premier explains it. So just to just to be clear, and I haven't uh, I haven't seen the report yet. It is coming out uh, today, mm-hmm. um, but my understanding is that um, there you know there is an ongoing discussion with the auditor general about <laughs> the uh, right. the way that we have uh, the way that we have. Uh, treated it's an accounting treatment the way that we have treated some of the uh the assets the pension asset uh uh, in the electricity sector and the way our fair hydro plan the way we have kept that debt within the electricity system those are those are um old discussions Discussions. uh, and they're ongoing of course they are and of course they are accounting treatments much like a spa treatment these are accounting treatments
1: I'm betting the Liberals weren't counting on reports like this when they brought in this <laughs> legislation think. under Dalton McGinty that the auditor had to release a statement uh, before the election to, mm. to give a real accounting of what the finances were
2: 1,000%. Like. There's an irony here that the Liberals brought it in because, in, in fact, and it was proven that the, pre- the preceding government, the conservatives, yep. may have hidden a deficit. So Dalton McGinty said, we're going to do this. We're going to be accountable. I thought it was a great move, by the way. And I'm sure that they are probably disappointed with themselves that this has been the result um, I, sh- I should add, Ms. Lissick, I, I if that's how it's pronounced, has also added that if, uh, if the current government can mm-hmm. prove that they have access to the funds to justify their numbers, then she would review
0: her report. Right, but they've but been calling her a liar now for a while. It, and- it, the average
1: person doesn't care whether it's an accounting debate or an accounting disagreement or whatever they want to call it.
0: It's an accounting treatment.
1: There you go. Thank you very much what the what the public hears is we can't trust this government it's all about trust what? we didn't trust them when they when they lied about the billion dollar cost of of moving the gas plant 3 million 3 billion yeah, yeah 3 billion um cuz they started out with 40 yeah. million and then it was 200 million and then anyway uh, I, I, the I, point I, is that, that this this goes to the the core uh, trust in the government.
2: I, I would concur that the, the 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 number itself, whether it's eight or fourteen billion as a deficit, or three billion or ten billion, is not the issue. Whether well, it's, it's one billion or three billion for the gas plants, it is coming down to an issue of trust. Can you believe? And the waste. current government. And can you believe the claims of the, uh, you know, the aspirant opposition, Doug Ford or Andrew Hor? Can you believe well, they but, but are going to do what they, they, they say get, they're going to they do?
1: Until they get in there and see the books.
0: Right, but how, I mean, to their, to their, to be fair to them, they're trying to base out promises. And that's the whole reason you put out these uh, pre-election budgets is so that the people can uh put their promises together and account for them. And here we've got Andrea Horvath coming around saying, hey, we've got a costed out platform, but it's useless if the bottom line doesn't exist. And quite frankly, you know, it's fraud. It is literally, if you did this kind of crap in the private sector and got caught, you'd go to well, jail. The,
1: if, yeah, the board and the CEO and the CFO would all be fired.
2: Right. Well, I would humbly
0: submit that... that Which is what will happen to seventh, by the right.
2: any government since the history of Rome has been Participating in a bit of fraud because politicians like to make it, a lot of crazy promises, and I'm not really do, sure what strength they come right. from. I did not say I'm, it am but it, it just right. shows a
1: pattern of. of and I think deception. people,
2: I think voters are smart enough to understand that when governments get in, they often discover they can't do exactly what they wanted to because the numbers weren't what they expected, or the environment, you know, the environmental or economic conditions globally change. The price of oil goes down or goes up. You do the best you can, but you have to have some faith. In the government,
0: and yeah, because we should mention, this particular set of numbers has nothing to do with the set of numbers I'm going to talk about with someone at nine uh, eighteen with the hydro numbers, because that's a whole other accounting issue that is very nefarious. And again, like we're calling it accounting treatment. Like I'd rather have a colonoscopy treatment than this accounting <laughs> treatment that the the province is offering. It's it's it's. It's a bold claim, Alex. Well, these are bold lies that we're hearing. The numbers don't add up. You're right. They don't, honey. They (laughs) don't. Quick break here. And uh, when we come back, Rogers Center needs a renovation. Should the taxpayers be on the hook? (laughs) Don't get me started. That's next here on Counterpoint. I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.
1: You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio.
0: John Raz is with me as well as Bill Hutchison. Off the top of the show, guys, I questioned whether or not we have created our own monster by raising boys and not men. And if we are to blame for groups like Incel Rebellion, um, you know, is that a byproduct of the social en- engineering of our, our boys? You know, we kind of we have too many female teachers. We are too um you know, we try to tell boys, you know, no fighting, no wrestling. They essentially are taught not to be boys.
1: I'm sorry, society doesn't have to take the responsibility for for this guy uh, and for this, this kind of reaction.
2: 100% with Bill here, and if every guy I knew in high school and college who occasionally did not get the attention of women that they wanted did this, you'd have a wholesale slaughter on a daily basis around the world. Part of being a man and part of being a woman is... You work towards healthy relationships, and you cannot you can't, you, you can't be entitled to anything. Well, this, we, is, this are, is porn though. culture. No no, 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 no. This is we, we have
0: a generation of of boys growing up who are given everything, told everything's great. You know, we are literally I agree that we've blurred boys. the lines yeah. a lot,
1: and boys are held back from being boys. They're and not I taught think, leadership. I think one of the problems that we have with a lot of kids with their their attention problems in classroom is because we don't have them out there on yeah. on the playground getting rid of that energy uh and and i think that would make a big difference for these, for these I, kids. I do too because and,
0: boys are wired differently whether we like it or not you just are i, I mean th- my boy you know whether you want to wrestle they're not allowed to wrestle they're not allowed to play fight they're not allowed to yell they're not allowed, to, they're, not allowed to, they're not allowed to play rough
2: i would also add and i haven't heard a lot of conversation about this i, I was talking about this today uh that th- th- there is a there's a, a culture of pornography even amongst high school students my, my son isn't in high school yet uh, and pornography is so ubiquitous, so everywhere, so free, mm. and teaches the sickest values of expectation, of misogyny, of domination. That there's an entire I've I've had kids in my war rooms work for me whose attitudes towards sexuality were I th- I thought were so perverse and entitled. Yeah, but that's parenting. I, I couldn't sorry, agree more. I couldn't parents, agree more. Go, let's go back to Bill. Let's not blame society. It's parenting and and give this guy any sort of
0: pass. Oh, I'm because, not giving them a pass, no, yeah. but I'm saying we need to take more control. It's not enough to say, well they'll, well, they'll get it, they'll get it. Okay, then don't hand them an iPad at three years of age and let them roam free, period. And surf,
1: yeah, and, and to your point, it's not just boys that are affected by this, It's it's girls. Yeah, I've right. seen... Uh, young girls that just have this attitude that oh i'll, I'll just take this you know this picture and, yeah. and send it to and, and then i'll
0: get mad at you because you react to my picture
1: yeah and, and i just i think
0: i think we've been highly a the sexualized social how do you,
1: media how do you put environment
2: back in? yeah and, and, and people are boasting and bragging and lying about what's going on for them in their lives and everybody has a pulpit whether it's on facebook or and everybody has access to seemingly whatever they want uh you know with with apps like a Grinder sure. or any of those. you
0: teach of- your son to hold the door open for women?
2: Yes. Right. I do. Yes.
0: Okay. And you should. I, I am too. And people, but you have women out there who get mad at guys for doing that because they're not supposed to do that apparently. I'm like, well, no, they are because it's just called manners. Yeah. Right. Basic manners. It's not about a, a male feature. But, it's about being polite.
1: Before social media and all the connections, guys like this would have been loners and would have had their own problems but they wouldn't been able to connect to other right. people that have these issues and have these weird th- thoughts. Yeah. and C- these- Creating
2: communities of, of yeah, disgruntled exactly psychopaths yeah. who are teaching each other the worst practices yeah. and but who how thereby s- feel validated in their feelings. What I, one thing I thought was interesting is, in I refused right. to use his name, this, this, mouth was a, this murderer, uh, was getting help for his mental illness. I, I mean, it could have been, maybe. You know, no, no. In yep. fact, he was in yep. two programs. I sort of have done some of the research, so it's not even that people didn't reach out to him and try and help him may navigate his Asperger's, uh, et cetera. Now, he somehow felt because of his his identification and his membership in a horrible racist anti-semitic uh misogynist community online uh that that he was validated that this was an acceptable way to look at things and to live
0: well you're right and and but there's a reason men like jordan peterson are resonating not just with men and younger uh, boys they're resonating period with with uh with both men and women because He gives leadership and he talks about the fact that we can't live in a completely that always victim. We're always a victim. Everyone's always a victim. They never have to take responsibility. And I'm sorry. That's why he is so popular because he says, yeah, no, you got to show men leadership and you got to give them, you know, some guidance and purpose.
1: Yeah, you can't. uh, These days if you say, you know, be a man. That's almost offensive to people. Of course it is.
0: Well it, it is to the fembots but I don't And I very much
2: hope as this conversation continues that we get to stop talking about this guy this horrible this yeah. horrible human being and now maybe let's celebrate some of the, the lives of these poor people who were who were slaughtered for no good reason. Let's talk about their legacy and who they were and bring some hope and light back into this conversation.
0: Yeah. Let's um, talk about the uh, Rogers Centre, just for a moment, if we can, because the M uh, the Major League Baseball Commissioner says that the uh, stadium, I guess, is out of date, needs uh, millions in upgrades. Funding is the key issue, and the government generally gives money for upgrades, but given Rogers, uh, the Skydome, to me, uh, was literally given away to Rogers. 25 million. We, we, we spent as taxpayers $600 yeah. million to build this thing, and in the end, it was sold for $25 million. And I say, why, What's that, why three am bungalows I...
1: bungalows in Etobicoke now?
0: Pretty much. But should the taxpayers be footing any money for it?
1: No, no, absolutely not. Not a single penny. Not a single penny. They will make no. money on it if they upgrade and and have more executive suites in there more of those uh premium boxes in there they will make more money how are they not
0: making by money By the way, now. no shot
2: at rogers here they've done a great job of running it uh i go down there i enjoy myself yeah oh, i've been they the better are a better They corporation
1: in the in the interest of making a profit sure they have to make a profit from and
2: it. they've demonstrated they know how to make a profit so they and make, if you want to keep them on making a price
1: with their own money that's right
0: right you know, so it's yes. not like you don't pay enough for beer, popcorn, <laughs> shirts, <Hot> paraphernalia,
1: $5 <laughs> for hot dogs.
0: Yeah, they 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 do okay, but I don't think the the taxpayers and and no. I don't I maybe it's because I'm not a major sports fan. But I don't. I what's wrong? I'm with a it? huge
1: sports fan. What's and wrong I don't with think the, that the government should not be involved in in building sports facilities like that.
0: No, I don't. I don't think so either. But is there something majorly out of date that I'm missing here?
2: When it compares it's, to other stadiums that I've been to around North America, it is. It's a little bit dated. It's a little all, all. They have other amenities uh, and, and and sort of better restaurants, better bars, better better. It's the suites. It's the big suites. The big suites.
1: Sell to corporations, right? You know. And they're not quite the same standard as as some of the newer stadiums
0: i i didn't notice the last time because it was free booze i was looking at the booze going oh i'm okay with that was a while ago but i'm like i don't care there's free booze i'm good
1: you are a journalist aren't you
0: well i'm just saying i mean that i don't care if there's pretty pictures on the wall i'm like look there's food and there's booze how much happier could i be yeah you know all right anything else guys oh i was gonna talk did you hear what the officer said today so the deputy chief after months and months and months of bad headlines do we have that clip Police chief, deputy chief, came out today and essentially told us not to call this cop a hero. So we get in trouble for giving him a lot of praise.
1: Not trouble. <laughs> not really? trouble. And I think I I think I get the point.
2: Yeah, uh, I agree. I get the point, too. Yeah.
1: That, that what he's saying is that this is the way we're trained. This is how we're supposed to respond. And this is how most cops should respond. Now, there have been some bad incidents that did not end the, the way this did. Uh, So I think his point is that, um, yeah, to us, he is a hero. It took a lot of nerves of steel. It took courage to to handle that situation the way he did. To us, that's a hero. To the cops, they say, that's the way we were trained. That's the way we're supposed to do it. And And,
2: and compared to the Sammy Yatim story, which was so horrible a few years ago where you had... A Police officer who clearly didn't represent yep. the best practices. Yeah. So I, I I didn't like the word here I think he's a tremendous example not only to us to his peers uh, at, For our city, but to all of North America uh, I see lots of events on the news with police officers both in this country and down south of here uh, Where have they be- you know, have they behaved like yeah. that with that discipline there'd be a lot Well, for instance, there might be a few more
0: young black men alive in North
2: America if people have that sort of restraint.
0: On that note, guys, I'll let you get back to uh, what you are doing before. Bill Hesheson joining us, John Mraz joining us tonight for this CounterPoint. On Point on Global News Radio.
1: You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio.